0: Hey, Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker. And fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a uh, weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information. Not some magical recipe or who Shane's great great grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com.
1: Hey, this is Joshua Hatton with Impact Beverages, Single Cask Nation, One Nation Under Whiskey, and a laundry list of other things whiskey-related. Once your poor dram settle in, this is the Cast Chasers Podcast.
2: a bite of a zebra cake? Can we do that? Is that a good segue? I might have some downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Let's, so hungry.
3: let's get into it because, so this will be my first time trying. Well, we, have,
2: we have two. Do you okay. want to see which one he wants to? I yeah. really, I really want that one. I because know. Of I our know. I'm like, we, so we have uh, Kilhoman, uh, Mikir Bay, and we have the Single Cast Nation. Um, we got the Wolf or Water of Life film bottling. Um, we're if any, the listeners to the Cast Chasers know we're great friends with the Water of Life team. Greg's amazing. Um, that film is great. Um, actually, you can, a little plug for us, mm-hmm. on our Instagram page, if you go to our link, um, we have a page that directs you to the film. Um, you can pay and support and watch. It's amazing. And it's then beautiful. eventually, I think it'll be streaming, but you can see it now. I was on Reddit earlier, and people were like, how do I see the film? So you can see the film um, if you follow our link and, of course, the Water of Life. But anyway, that's enough plug about them because Greg's not here. Um, <laughs> is there a, one specifically you would like to start with? Because I know they're both um, represent a different part of a different company, but I want to see your opinion.
1: Please pick this one. So from a flavor standpoint, I think we need to start with the single-cast nation, The Wolf Island. Yes. If
2: you yeah. insist. I guess. Not that the, yeah. I love Kill Home, by and- way,
3: but... If I can throw in a comment while we're getting into this, right? So Joshua, earlier you were talking about your journey of wanting to be an amateur, but wanting to be an educated amateur and not just recycling other blogger or whiskey enthusiasts' opinions about different whiskey, right? Um, One thing that I have noticed in listening to your podcast, One Nation Under Whiskey podcast, is that your guys' approach on that is so thoughtful, I mean, you, you said straightforward, simple language, which I totally agree with. But there's a, you know, kind of a, a comfort in taking your time and talking about every topic that you and Jason go through on the show. And mm-hmm. I haven't tried any of your single cast nation stuff before. But if there's the same thoughtfulness that goes into this blend, I'm I'm really excited to see how that plays out. So plugs all around. <laughs> awesome.
1: So awesome awesome thank you yeah this
2: not a blend is, oh not a blend. i'll fix it in post thank you yeah. fix it in post <laughs> i was so close <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're fine um, well
1: it it in a way in a way it is
2: a blend here better go.
1: said yes it's
3: just it's say who was right
1: better said i think it's a marriage right because it is single malt but in and here's another misconception you know people think of single malt as not blended whiskey, but it really is a blend or marriage of multiple casks Mm. just from a single distillery that are producing malt whiskey, right? So that's your single malt, Scotch whiskey. So this is, it's funny that we're drinking this one, though I'm I'm very glad you picked it up. Um, What's funny about it is we are single cask nation, but this is one of the times where we married six casks together from the same distillery so there's five so there's six casts all together five are unpeated one is peated all from first fill bourbon barrels and we are not allowed to tell you what the distillery is right which goes against what was i saying before our job is to To make you fall in love with a distillery you never heard of this
3: unnamed distillery we can't disclose.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. So we're 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 tasting like something that is very much atypical uh, from from what we do, but it's something we're so incredibly proud of.
2: So Joshua, you got a business to run, and I understand you're a very professional person. Blah blah blah. What does it rhyme (laughs) with? I'm just kidding. No, um, and 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 a lot of times, from what I understand, if you find um, an IB and it's an unnamed distillery, or I gave the example earlier of Orkney, um, it's really the distillery saying no, not necessarily. I don't know that it's the, I don't know that it's always the IB itself. I think it's the distillery saying don't list. Is that right? Am I wrong there?
1: You are you were like 99% mm. correct.
2: That's all I need.
1: Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I'd have taken
2: 80.
3: Hey, it's so,
2: still an A plus.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm giving, you, I'm giving you a gold star yeah, for that. Thanks one, man. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and that trend is kind of unfortunately grown, right? There was a time when any independent bottler could bottle, could purchase a Highland park and bottle it as Highland park. But now you've, You've, depending on the year, you've got a bottle it as an Orkney or, or something like that. And you're just going to see more and
2: more of that happening. It's just funny with Highland Park because it's not Scapa. So, <laughs> you know I mean? I know it's, yeah, you know, okay, <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, but um, no, that's good. Oh, uh, So on this.
3: Can, yeah, I'm yeah. really enjoying this.
2: Part of me is a little peeved because oh boy, I knew... Because I, I know water of life and I assume there's a theme and I bet I can guess where this comes from and sure. yada yada yada. Um, the peat is definitely there, but mm-hmm. I but I from if I if I assumed where this was from, I would have expected, you know, the ups and downs that this place is known for. I'm well, not gonna say it because here's I'm probably there's a, right. a question back yeah. to you
3: though. So when you're tasting and, and Joshua I want your thoughts on this too. When you're tasting something that an I B is putting out there though, I mean are we setting ourselves up for failure if we try and guess what it is? Well, that's what I was about to get to. That's what I was about to get to. Instead of just like, yeah, like letting it flow.
2: I don't know what I was getting at is I I, I think in my head, because I've had a lot from Single Cast Nation. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge fan. I haven't had this one. I was thinking it was going to be this up and down kind of playful, you know, um, Pete with your typical vanillins and things like that you planted that tropical note. So I don't know if it's because that's your palate as a team that you guys go for tropical cask and everything, or if now that's just in my head because that is fruit punch from the beginning when I tasted <laughs> it in a very good way. It's D de- delicious. I
3: got like a fresh sea breeze on the nose. Yes. That's kind of what <laughs> I was, it, cause it is bright and light and you know, I got outside. laying
2: in a lounge chair eating fruit on the beach like tropical beach—that's okay. okay. what I got, and I think that's in my head now. I think he did that to me.
3: I got more Eastern Shore situation,
2: like uh, U.S. Eastern Shore. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Moss like moss and well, please clean your beach. Calm down. Okay. 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 Like gross. Gross. Like Atlantic
3: here. region, like Mid Atlantic <laughs> okay. region. Right. Okay. Rehoboth.
2: Uh, okay. Sure. Sure.
3: <laughs> um, one thing that I really enjoyed because you know, unlike Bobby, I kind of just walked into it blindly. Just uh, you know. Let's, let's see where it goes. Um, I got something on the palate here that I have not experienced with another whiskey I have tried in memory. And I, I think about, you know, when I'm tasting a whiskey, the way that those flavors hit after you take your first sip, for some reason, I always think about it in terms of like sound waves or shapes, right? Just like the, the evolution of how a flavor can evolve. This one... I feel like it was a um I'm trying to think about the best way to say this. I wrote topsy turvy down after I tasted this because the progression oh. of flavors I would normally expect and that that shape I would take the flavors expect the flavors to take was completely <clears throat> reversed. It was like a boomerang or like a whiplash thing, yeah I don't know if that makes any sense it, to you it,
2: guys it does so i'm gonna I'm gonna play into something that i know joshua you're going to appreciate and i'm going to say the band's name wrong so i'm a huge um i love punk i and i was on and normally i i'm um i was a spotify guy and then recently i've anyway i went a different direction um they got real political on that that, that episode. <laughs> anyway, I went a different direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, now
3: I'm a Pandora person. Right, right,
2: right. Um, so anyway, so w- Spotify, I'm like a big Pennywise or NoFX, something like that. So I'm on um, Pandora and I'm listening to, and then um, I've never heard them. I've heard them probably in the background in my life. I just never thought of them. Um, uh, Fugazi. Am I saying mm, yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yep, I saw on your you show that you're a fan. So I'm listening to, like, Pennywise, and if you know these bands, you know, No NoFX, you know, Social Disorder, things like that. And then their song, I have to look it up, one of their songs comes on, and they are left field. Like, this band is very bass-focused, very, the vocals are totally different. It, it I'm like, what is, and I almost, I'll be honest, I almost skipped it, because it's, like, not the, you know, the thing I'm used to. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wait a second, there's something really kind of cool about this yeah. i swear on everything holy it was before you sent your show notes because he put in the show notes like that was a he was a fan um yeah. but then i saw that and it made me think that's what this is yeah because you start to think okay i know what this is going to taste like you're listening you're drinking you're drinking and then you crack it you pour it and you're like what is this funky mess <laughs> <laughs> and i yeah, like out it. of left
3: field yeah. situation
2: that's why you get people That's why you buy independent bottling. Do not, and there's no, we don't know the distiller here. He won't tell us. Um, He's a sealed, I'll pay him, and he won't, he still won't. He doesn't need our money. Um, And the cash chasers have a blank check for you if you do want to, there's $600 in our account. Just Um, add up those zeros (laughs) make sure they're
1: before the decimal point. (laughs) Damn it, I
3: was about to, that's the loophole I was going to rely on. (laughs)
2: But that's why, that's why you should go. That's why I love IBs, and Unique bottlings in general is because you do get this fun, cool ride that's different from the normal. Yeah, you know, I think about. I was watching The Founder last night, and he drank Canadian. It is a good movie. He's a scumbag. Anyway, um, Michael Keaton. Is yeah, and not him, but the character he yeah, played. Yeah. But anyway, throughout the whole film, he drank Canadian Club. That's all he drank through the whole thing. And uh-huh. right, so. You have these guys and women in the whiskey world that drink the same thing. Our dads is who I was thinking, who drank the same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. every. John, he's a Johnny Walker Red man. Right,
3: right. That's they the never
2: leave their safety and they don't explore outside, and you miss out on this. I yeah. encourage you, listeners, to go try different things and grab an IB, no matter who it is, yeah, um, and who it's from.
3: I'm going to throw out another mainly single cast nation. Exactly uh another abstract thought so i've i've been drinking a little bit more gin recently just because gin for me it's like a happy drink right and for as much as i love whiskey i feel like british of you well you know i got the limes in it and everything um no but i i think especially because of my involvement with cask chasers whiskey's something I've always loved and been passionate about, but it's also mm-hmm. like, I feel like I need to take my time with it, you know? And anytime I pour whiskey, now it's like, I need to be in a certain frame of mind. Like I really want to enjoy it and think through it a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: that's one of the reasons why, you know, recently I'm like, you know what? I just want a light night. I'll take a gin and tonic or something. And the the thing that I'm really enjoying about this one is that it is bright and light enough for me while still having, you know, all of those cool left field uh, you know, palate experiences that we were talking about. That this is, I don't know, like this is a perfect. I don't need to overthink this. This is something cool and different to experience. I'm just yeah. going to enjoy it in the moment. Type of drink.
2: It's really good. I like perfect. it. We we oh. we try to bring on whiskeys that everyone can get their hands on. So we really mm-hmm. try to stay away from the rarity. This is unfortunately a a minimal release. Um, mm-hmm. at eighteen. How many bottles 1600 were there? Bottles? 1600 bottles? Yep, yeah, 1600.
1: Yeah, 1600.
2: So, e- although it may be difficult to find, I think you'll find the same kind of pleasure from e- everything I've had by them is has been fantastic. So, can
3: we talk about the bottle and the design a little bit? It's adorable. Uh, Joshua, I'm going
2: to post it on Instagram for everyone. It's, it's,
1: can I can I say something Katie really quickly? Please. You the way you described this whiskey is exactly what we had in mind. When we created this, because we wanted, we really wanted something that was going to be a comfort. Like Jason and I spent the past two years cooped up in COVIDville, right? And I spent a good portion of my time not wanting to drink whiskey because, yeah. like you, like whiskey require, like good whiskey requires you to use your brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. In a time when all you want is comfort food, like, that's not what we wanted to release. We wanted something that would be ridiculously approachable, even brainless if you wanted it to be brainless. Mm -hmm. But if you did want to think about it a little bit, if you did want to focus on the topsy turvy qualities of it, they'd be there. But you didn't need to do that. Yeah. And and so we married these casks together. We wanted that element of peat. We brought the ABV down. First time we've done that, we brought the ABV down to 48.8% because we wanted this very approachable whiskey. And so the way you described it Nick, this is exactly why we created this whiskey. So well done. Thank okay. you so much. I'm so glad you
2: saw that.
3: Well, thank you for creating it like that because it's just, yeah, it's all those things that you said. Made for you. No.
2: That's beautiful wonderful
3: synergy look at this (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's awesome um it's gorgeous yeah absolutely gorgeous
3: so you told us just now a little bit about your guys thought process in the drink itself i am dying to know what your thought was about the design of the label and the bottle and everything too because i have i have a theory and what you said kind of plays into it but i would love to hear from you like the whole concept behind this. Um, and for our listeners oh, just man. to describe something that's really cool. So it's, it's a very simple type of illustrated label. The stopper on top is clear glass, which I, I thought like Bobby, when you first put it on the table, I was like, Oh no, it's already open. I'm going to knock it over. But it's just because it's that clear glass stopper. That's, you know, totally transparent on top. So yeah. What was your guys thought process?
1: Well, uh, the label design, um, actually came from a guy by the name of Alphonse, who's one of uh, Greg Schwartz's partners in, in water of life film. So this was a picture that he took while I think while on Isla. And so he just took that into Photoshop or illustrator and kind of made it look, you know, a bit like a watercolor rather than mm-hmm. an actual photograph. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just so perfect. Like you look at this sheep with, this boom mic over its head and it's got this face like what the crap did you just put in front of my face (laughs) right and we just loved it we thought it was so stinking cute Yeah. and because it was a collaborative bottling you know we we you know obviously the whiskey is ours but it was a collaboration so we wanted to give the water of life people the chance to show their artistic input into this whiskey and so, and so, it's really as simple as that. So that
2: that is that is a great, I think, example of what you have to what Single Cast Nation has to offer, and IBs in general. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a supporter of IBs, and and I think. Both American, although there's fewer American ones, I think Scottish IBs are kind of... What I like about you guys, and I hope I'm not being too outside the box with this or offensive to anyone. Um, I don't care if I am. Um, Hot takes with Bobby. Yeah, but when I think of, and this is kind of a kudos to you, Joshua, and your team, Single Cast Nation to me was was an IB that came out that really showcased what an IB was supposed to be. Because, and I don't have anything against your Alexander Murrays and and all of those, but they're really that, they make you feel like the old style, yeah, this was in the store owner, the shop, Uh, which is fine, but it's very like almost, not a prestige, that's not the right word, but there's almost like a... You expect there to be dust on those bottles, you know what I mean, and not necessarily in a good way or a bad way, just you know, kind of tucked away.
3: Like these were the the forgotten leftovers, right? Type of thing.
2: Whereas Single Cast Nation is is a it pops on the shelf. It's very colorful. The the it's animated quite literally and you know metaphorically. Mm -hmm. But you kind of are drawn to the packaging itself, and then when you get in there, you start reading the label, and you read, oh, I know that distillery. Oh, I know what's this? There's almost. It's a it's a it's a new age version of what an I B should be and I think you're probably one of the few companies that speak to what an I B should be and how I hope we've defined an I B uh, in this specifically. So that's what I was drawn to single casting for that reason. That's what draws drew me to it. Yeah. It really reached and spoke to me and then of course I've never been let down by it. But it's a great way to taste, and I think, too, I think, you know, people got stuck on, if it ain't a 15-year or 20-year single malt, it's not worth it. But then I've had some great, you Mm -hmm. know, eight years, three-year, I think we have a a three-year Kilhoman that we tasted not too long ago. You know, it really helps you to experience those younger whiskeys, too, and appreciate what they're about, and not look for dark dark color. this is a very light colored whiskey so Mm -hmm. i think also it's changing the chapter of what whiskey is supposed to look like or taste like so there's a lot of components there to, to take apart but that's my kudos to you and people like you and my thanks and you know we have somebody on the show we believe in them and we believe in what they do and that's kind of one of the reasons i stand behind you and your team so that's my ass kissing for the segment
1: Heidi, you know that I love milk and honey whiskey, right? I know it, babe. Right? Single malt Israeli whiskey? Yes. You know they make a gin, right? Yes. Yeah. It's called Levantine Gin. Okay. It's absolutely fantastic. And unlike any other gin I've ever had, because they're using all of these botanicals that are that are are local to Israel, from Israel, including something called Zatar. Oh. Which, you know, we cook with yeah, that.
3: Yeah, it's a, a spice. It's
1: a spice. It's a spicy. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. You add that spiciness to the orange and the chamomile and some of the black pepper. It's just glorious. I wouldn't even put it with tonic. I would just sip it straight, maybe with a little cube. Oh, my. Would you do that?
3: I maybe would try it.
1: Okay. Can maybe. we do that now?
3: We could do that.
1: Okay. Are you as proud a sponsor of the Cast Chasers podcast as in
3: Loud and proud, babe. Boom.
1: Those are really nice words, Bobby. Thank you. Um, you know, we, when we designed the labeling, it was, we wanted to put all of this stuff on the label that we as, as whiskey lovers would want, you know, nothing, nothing annoys us more than to see a bottle and have it say, this whiskey was matured in oak casks.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, of
1: course it was fucking matured in oak <laughs> casks because that's, the, that's like a stipulation. Yeah. Like, give us, yeah. you know, give me something, you know. Made of grain and
2: with- yeast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs>
1: Thanks. How insightful. This single malt features malt. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we, we just, we wanted to have everything on there so people can make the best informed decision they can And then we, you know, and so there was always like, you know, the distillery, the age, the type of cask, the ABV, and and sort of like truncated tasting notes. Mm -hmm. And then we got to realizing, mostly because of me, because I I am like,
3: did 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 you um, just? I'm dust your shoulders off.
2: Well, no, no, no,
1: no. I'm about to. I'm about to shit on myself. (laughs) No, no, don't. Because if we (laughs) Um,
2: remember at the very beginning, God literally chose him to do this he's literally quite literally
3: did you ever see that guy who offered you your first legable in 16 at your synagogue again did you not
2: see his origin story that's why these sequels don't make sense to you because you didn't see
1: gosh we realized that people don't necessarily read
3: (laughs) sorry period period
1: they'll they'll start to read and then they move on and so we Mm. We then because we made that realization we added a, a new wrinkle to our label it's not on i don't think it's on the, the wolf island it isn't Mm-mm. but um on all of our oh, other yeah. labels we have this which is we call our flavometer uh flavometer? Trademark bending oh and it's just an idea it's a scale from one to ten like how floral is it how sweet is it how rich is yeah. it how smoky is it right and just that way you could just do like a quick visual that's dope. I don't know this distillery, but where may the flavors lie, you know? so And it's also a good cheat that. sheet for, like, a bartender or a shop owner or something like that to help sell the bottle.
3: I love how you guys are so consumer-focused in a very approachable way, you know? Because there's, there's nothing that makes me more frustrated than when I'm having a conversation with somebody who is a whiskey fan. And um, I don't know. It, it Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody where you kind of feel like the things that they are sharing and the things that they're asking you are just like this, this level that they're trying to get you into pole vaulting over to see if you are like qualified to have that conversation.
2: Qualifier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think
3: I've recently come across a phase called um, gatekeeping conversations. I think that's kind of what it fits into. Yeah. And I hate whiskey gatekeeping conversations, you know? And so the fact that you guys are purposefully including something that can help, someone who is newer to whiskey from a consumer standpoint or from a bartender standpoint like what you said have an easy to understand roadmap for what they are sipping I love that yeah. I love the open invitation to experience and enjoy this
1: cheers so. yeah it's it's very intentional um, I'll just leave it there it's very intentional for us we just we kind of kind of back to your your pointing out of our glass topper Um It's sometimes I'll play with these little glass toppers and I think about it like it's transparent, and that's how we like to be. We like to be as transparent and inclusive as possible because we wouldn't have gotten into whiskey if we didn't have people that also welcomed us in, didn't have a gatekeeping conversation from the get go, right? And so. You just want to sort of carry that on. So we're definitely not the first to, to be doing that. We just like to keep it going.
2: For as many people that we've met in the industry and as positive and as directional and inclusive as they are, there's still so many out there that are not that yet. Yeah. And it's, it is annoying. I don't deal with it as much as I know like you and Dana do, unfortunately, but... um, They're they're
3: definitely elements of, like, you know, the role that gender plays in those conversations still, unfortunately. To your point, I have not experienced them with, like, you know, the blenders, the distillers, the Mm -mm. the coopers, the brand ambassadors, any of the guests that we've had on who are um, contributors to the craft and to the industry, I haven't experienced that with. Ironically, it's more the everyday consumer,
2: you know, so... I remember a guy was telling me i was we were talking about blending barrels and i said something and he was like i don't think that's how that works and he started telling me and i he's like where did you hear that from i'm like no one her name is Ista i don't know that she knew what she was talking about so (laughs) (laughs) so. anyway
1: just a master of her craft yeah i mean whatever exactly
2: so yeah uh But anyway, we digress. So we've moved on. We while you were rambling, Joshua, you do that. Um, (laughs) I do. No, I I do. I do. Uh, You're fantastic. Uh, We moved on to the Kilhoman Makir Bay. Yeah, no.
1: So, Uh oh, (laughs) you can put the emphasis wherever you want. Makir Bay.
0: So Bob's
1: famous Russian accent. Makir Bay. I've heard Makir Bay. Yeah, and I've heard Makka bay
2: oh.
1: and that's the Ilyaks, the 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 true isla folk i think they say Mecca. yeah like like that like the ar at the end or, or um, ir at the end almost there's like like an ah so i just Maka say maca bay. bay but
2: so just to clarify end, i'm yeah, saying yeah. bay correctly <laughs>
1: So it's by ye. Damn it. No, yeah, it's bay. Well. You no, know.
2: Stupid <laughs> lie.
3: God damn it. There's that 99% again. I know.
2: I know. He's very gracious. Uh, so the reason we're talking about, of course, Kilhoman, if, if you pay attention to the show at all, um, we're huge fans of Impex. And Impex is an importer of a mate. This sounds like a commercial. I'll let the pros do that. But right. um, Kill one of the one of my favorite um, bottles you have. And, of course, there's a ton out there, the reason we chose this bottle because I think it's it's one of my favorites from Kilhom. There's a lot of Kilhom bottles mm-hmm. to choose from, and I when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Um, but I think it's the most obtainable. I think it's the most readily available in most places. Um, I never, I don't think I've ever in maryland it's everywhere
3: yeah no it's, um, it's very
2: readily available yeah um and that's maryland delaware p well not really pa because they're you know a state Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah they're a uh, state run but i have never not seen this yeah grammar um keep going <laughs> somewhere <laughs> you see it a lot right so i in my, in my point was i thought it was an easy one for people to get their hands on since the other one might not yeah. be um and of course Kilhoman in general is easy to find mm-hmm. I like Kilhoman because it's young. It's a newer distillery. Hopefully, Joshua, you can kind of speak to it a little bit more. Jared, we had an episode with Jared Card from Impex. So go to listen to that one. We really go into this line. He's a huge Kilhoman fan. It's an award winning whiskey, too. So, I, I, that, not that that really, congratulations, but I mean, you know. This um, one was
3: only 98 points. Oh, okay. Well, it's delicious. Oh,
2: yes. <laughs> it's, it's 100.
3: Only 98.
1: Yeah, a, right? <laughs> you couldn't do 100.
2: It's 100 <laughs> in my book. <laughs> and I have a book. No one's asking for it, but it's, it's there. So can you talk to us a little about, um about Kahoman? We've had a few people from Impacts on, so please go back and listen, listeners. But specifically with Joshua, is this is your favorite and why? I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> for, I, first, I really need to give kudos to Jared. So, I really like what you said. You go anywhere in your neck of the woods, and you're going to find Kilhoman Mackerbay Bay on the shelves. And now, granted, we've got the great distributor uh, who's doing a wonderful job um, in Delaware, Maryland, D.C. But Jared is a, a workhorse, and Kilholman is his passion. And and it really is thanks to Jared um, that that anybody can find these on store shelves. I really need to tip my hat. If a hat yeah. fit Snaps over this But here's here's what I love about Kilhoman. I mentioned at the top of the podcast that i started getting into whiskey 2004 2005. this distillery started in 2005. i found out about them in 2007. and so it's one of these rare opportunities whereas i'm growing up in whiskey the distillery is growing as a distillery and so as a as a whiskey consumer and i'm not alone here right Because that's when the whiskey, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the modern whiskey boom, kind of took off. Um, There are so many people who had the luxury of being able to to follow the evolution of a distillery and sort of call it your own. Like, I'm not a sports fan at all. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't despise it, but I'm not interested in it. But I can understand why people are like, you know. The red Sox are my team you know the the yankees are my team or the jet you know whatever it is
3: nobody wants the jets and they, statistically oh, no one wants
1: the jets <laughs> um so what i love about kilholman is is i i didn't feel as if i was in the sidelines like yes i was watching from the sidelines this distillery growing up becoming its own thing but i got to participate in it actively as a consumer mm. and then even more actively mm-hmm as being part of the U.S. sales team to help push it along and to, like, work with the distillery to create bottling specific to the U.S. Like, me personally, from consumer to now salesperson of the product, um, I love that. Like, yeah. that is just awesome to me. And it's one of those rare cases where, you know, being a whiskey salesperson is really difficult when you're a, a whiskey lover because whiskey can become a skew. It could become a product number to sell. And that mm. takes the sexiness out of it. Mm-hmm. But with Kill Homan, I've, I've never lost that. I'm still connected back to their two year old spirit from 2007. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. So why do I love Kill Homan? Because I grew up, well kill
2: homing was that growing is,
1: up and i feel as if we're odd siblings in a way
2: you are a poetic human being my yeah. friend i mean yeah. that you paint a picture that's i've and first off if you if you get an opportunity read some of the descriptors for that joshua is writing um go listen to the sam episode i think we talked through one of them it's it's well written i could not agree more um i've been asked a numerous times I know I don't know if Katie's been reached out to but a lot of members of the Cast Chasers team have been asked to come and sell for or join a distillery and as far as I know everyone's turned it down because we don't want to get tied to one distillery because we want to be everyone's distillery right we want to yeah. we want to appreciate them We're all
3: ambassador of all
2: unless you know? I mean it, for those listening I can be bought but anyway that's, I was how, that's say, a high to say yeah yeah open um, negotiations. but so far so far but <laughs> I I that is such i love the way you put that joshua because i've heard people you know my niece is very new to whiskey she went up to a distillery in new york visited them because of her uncle you know she's of age i mean she's 10 years younger than me but she visited a distillery fell in love with them bought their t-shirts and is a part of it i'm doing the same thing with milk and honey i i remember when they got started through you guys and i had a two you know the taste of their 2 or 36 month i think it was a uh, 3 year and I've watched them evolve. I know the distiller. I know that I've talked, chatted online and I'm in love with them now and I'm on that team. I get that. I I want them to succeed. I I talk about them as much as I can. I get every bottle I see on the shelf because I was there from the beginning. They're my...
3: Is this... Sorry, I just, it just clicked, uh, like Joshua, your reference to why you can understand why people root for certain teams. It just clicked. Like you, Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, you, like, exactly. you feel the like yeah. homegrown you affinity. Yeah. yeah like you're did. rooting for those yeah.
1: guys.
2: That's Milk it, and Honey. They become, that?
1: Yeah. That, yeah. It, look, right? Milk and Honey is your team. Kilhoman is my team. Pandaren yeah. is our team, right? It, like,
2: yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what if we ended like that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap good episode guys <laughs> if you if i think i think that's the way yeah no i'm just kidding
3: uh i just have one thing i want to say about uh, two things two things about this go home in right um billionaire bacon jalapeno spicy smoke madness that was more than two things but
2: ooh. i don't know what the hell billionaire bacon is but you don't no. know um okay i got jalapeno though and yeah. a, a really good way i was thinking yes. jalapeno popper
3: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and the good a, ones,
2: not the, you know what I mean?
3: Like a Sonic jalapeno popper. Yes. You know?
2: like This episode is brought to you by Sonic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, so, so really quickly, billionaire bacon is what happens when you are cooking bacon and then you add brown sugar to it right yes, as the juices from that. the bacon and the fat start like caramelizing that. Like that's, that's oh totally. God. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This whiskey is a meal.
2: Mm-hmm. It's delicious, like all of those levels. I dig that. Mm -hmm. We got to visit them. We got to visit. I just wish our sponsors had (laughs) a way we could, you know, if we ever went out there. I don't know. Well, daydream. (laughs) Um, man, that's really good. So, can I? I'm going to ask you a loaded question, Joshua, as as we come to an end here. And just so you know, this has been we've been chatting for over an hour, and that just and it doesn't feel like it, and that shows it's you're we're in great company with you my friend um we're huge fans um man i keep kissing ass i don't know what's wrong with me
3: well you know that's just who you are bobby
2: he's just a beautiful (laughs) human being um matthew
3: mcconaughey of the whiskey world you could say
2: right right like a jewish (laughs) whiskey like a jewish whiskey matthew mcconaughey which is the which is my matthew mcconaughey (laughs) that's
3: the name of the episode
2: (laughs) yeah um which
1: which was great right katie when you're talking about Billionaire bacon, and I'm a vegetarian Jew. Yeah, like, okay, that, that's not gonna work that's in the world. Works. So,
2: <laughs> you didn't chime in. Thanks,
3: thanks for going along for the ride with yeah. us, though.
2: <laughs> Damn it, Katie. I know, um,
3: but Bobby's right. I had like 20 more questions I wanted to ask you, but I guess we'll just have to do this again.
2: Have him back on. Yeah, but can I? I want to ask you a loaded question, Joshua. And everyone I ask this hates. It's the worst question you can ask a whiskey person, but it always evolves into a cool answer. So here we go. What is your favorite whiskey?
1: 21 year old Lagavulin uh, bottled in 2007. There is no more perfect whiskey ever made, ever bottled, ever produced period i will go to my grave
2: with that that is the first direct answer normally people are like well i don't really have a favorite and here's there one It is
3: less than yeah. like a 20 second pause between the question and answer by the can
2: way can i follow up with why what makes it the whiskey what makes it your so, grave whiskey
1: because you know if you, if you right again again back to bloggers and to people scoring lists specifically to people scoring whiskey. I hate whiskey scores. I, I don't like, with you know, this is a 95 point whiskey. This is a 98 point whiskey. Like I, mm-hmm. I get why people want to attach that because it's something you can approach, but, but I, I just don't think it's a perfect system. However, I understand the system of, um, you know what? It what is bad? What is good? What is great? What is fantastic? And what is perfect and flawless? And I guess if you were to attach a number to perfect, flawless, and this is why I have a problem with the numerical system. You'll read a blogger and they'll say this whiskey is perfect, eighty nine points. I'm like no, 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 no. You can't use that word and throw that number at it. <laughs> mm. If I were to attach a number to that Lagavulin. I would say it is a perfect 100. It has zero flaws. It's for my palate, it's ticking all the boxes of smoky because it's Lagavulin sweet because there's a lot of sherry cast matured whiskey in there. 21 years old. And yet it retains the Lagavulin distillery character, despite the first fill sherry that's going on in there that could flood the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you put all of those pieces together and it's like, you know, like you have a thousand piece puzzle and at the end you put that final piece in like, that's what that bottle is for me. It's just so perfect. It's, it's flawless. That's it. Flawless.
3: If there's anything that you want to plug, any final thoughts you want to part or share with us, any words of wisdom plug or you, something, man.
2: plug you Yeah, um, L, go go li- podcast. Oh. He's got a podcast. Go listen to it. It's amazing. <laughs> Anyway, I plugged that part. I had to. You can plug it again, but I just wanted thank to thank
1: you. Thank you. Well, fr- firstly, I, I really, uh, I I need to thank you both. This has been awesome. And and Bobby, I, I am not good with compliments. I'll, I'm going to say thank you and move on. But I am really bad with the compliments. But I but I do thank you for that. Someone had asked me, um, you know, what what whiskey blog, what whiskey podcast do you listen to? And I, I make it a point not to listen to any, but I do listen to you guys. Oh, thank you. Um, and so when people ask, what do you sound like? First off, I don't listen to any. But if, if you want to listen to something other than mine, maybe listen to these guys first. So thank so you. anyway, so so I'm going to plug you guys. But is there anything else to plug? <sighs> this is the last thing I'll say. And I want to make sure that I'm, I'm I'm clear in saying it. Because I'm I'm trying to not to wear the Impex hat when I say it, despite me being like the sales sales director there. <laughs> um, as as a whiskey dork, it amazes me that Impex has this following, but I understand why they do because the passion that Jason and I put into Single Cask Nation is the same passion that every single one on our team has for the whiskeys and you know, and other products to rums and gins and things like that. Like it comes from the same place. There's this amazing synergy. And that's why you know, we've always, we've been imported by Impex since the beginning. And it really is the real deal. Like anything Impex gets behind is from a place of passion. I asked Sam, like what drives you to bring in this distillery or that distillery? And his, his answer is people first and foremost. Not whiskey first and foremost, or spirit first and foremost, it's people. If you've got the good people, and then they're making the good spirit, then we have something here. And it gets back to the people, right? It gets back to good people like yourselves and and just like all the good people, Katie, that you were talking about, where you talk about gatekeeping and, and sometimes gatekeeping on a gender level as well. Like, you know, there's good people. And so I wanna, I wanna, I just, I want to plug, impacts just as a whiskey entity within the u.s i just as a whiskey lover i think they're doing phenomenal job and i'm so proud to be part of the team um and i I didn't want that to come off as salesy like that is that is just true sincerity there it really is it's something special that i'm a part of and i just feel lucky as fuck to be a part of it so
2: you should they're amazing amazing team
3: All right, chasers, that'll do it for now. If this was your first time tuning in, what took you so long? All jokes aside, we're so happy to welcome you to the Cast Chasers family, and we definitely hope you'll come back for more next week. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, in short, wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can even join our Facebook group for bonus points. And if you want even more Cast Chasers, check out our website, castchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chaser swag, and more. Until next time you join us, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.